skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. T.J. Bittinger, each and every Thursday, always a pleasure. T.J., what is making the Florida State world spin on the right axis right now? What's going on? Man, it's all kind of workouts and tour of duty and, you know, newcomer interviews. I'll tell you something that's really cool is, is Norvell lets every every newcomer uh, actually do, like, an interview and a media session and um, – They've never really had any issues with that. Like, kind of a crazy thing to do. Like, you got transfers that have been on campus for uh, less, you know, like a month, and and recruits that are, you know, seventeen, eighteen years old that just signed with you, and and they all get like kind of a a newcomer availability, which is kind of cool. And, and not everywhere around the country gets to do that. So I don't know, Bill. It's it's a lot of off season stuff right now, where it's you know nothing real deep, nothing real crazy. Um, it's cool to hear from some of these kids and you know, why they ultimately picked FSU and um, some of the transfers, like, you know, the, the kid, Richie Leonard, they came over from Florida. Like, you know, he, he fired a couple of kind of subliminal shots, I'll call him over towards Gainesville, you know, in, in his interview. And so just, I don't know, we're, we're, we're digging the bottom of the barrel, though, at this point, though. February is like the worst month possible for uh, college football news. And then when your basketball team stinks, too, and, uh, you know, then the, there's just not a lot. But, yeah, you know, a lot of workout stuff, a lot of tour of duty stuff, uh, which is which is their, uh, you know, annual kick everybody's butt, you know, and, and try and get them into, into shape. But outside of that, man, it's it's fairly quiet. I saw where the ACC and their football media days, which is late July in Charlotte, is going to be a four-day event. They've expanded, I guess, with the expansion of three teams that are dilutive. Huh? Yeah, just like the product on the field, you dilute the you dilute the meetings, you dilute the the, uh, <laughs> the product on the field, and, and you know your conference eventually waters down to nothing. So yeah, four days. I'm just glad that Florida State's on the first day. They go right after Commissioner Phillips speaks, which that's hilarious to me. You'd think they'd like kind of stretch it out a little bit. First of all, from like a marketing standpoint, like you know, what do people care about out of these ACC meetings? Well, if it's not your team. You care about what Commissioner Phillips says, and you care about what Florida State says. And so putting them both back-to-back basically means that after Florida State's done at 10 a.m. on Monday, you could just turn it off, unless you're a fan of one of these other teams. Like, you stick it around to watch what BC has to say. So anyway, like, I, you know, I, I think that's – I mean, it's good for FSU fans, right, and, and good for everybody else, but they probably should have stretched that out some. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, it'll it'll be interesting to see that. You know, spring meetings will be interesting and – you know, I mean, I don't expect a ton of fireworks because it's not like Norvell's going to talk about realignment. Um, but, you know, Phillips certainly will address some things, and so um, it'll it'll be fun to watch when he gets here. 
Maybe it's been a little quiet, but what is the latest on Florida State? And is there a TJ ETA on when he thinks Florida State will find a new home? You know, I really think they'll announce something before, you know, middle of August, which is the deadline to, to, to play next year, to play the 2025 season in a new conference. Um, I, I think I'm probably 85, 90%, right? Like, so there's a chance that they don't. There's a 10, 15, 20% chance that they don't do it by then, and they do play 2025 in the ACC. But I, I think that the way things are setting up, you, you, you don't, you know, a lot of people have this misconception that they have to finish the lawsuits before they announce that they're leaving. And I just don't believe that to be true. Based on everything I've read, based on, you know, everyone that I've talked with, I don't believe that they have to, the lawsuit has to be wrapped up. Announcing your intention to leave is something that's going to happen on one hand, and it's going to happen one way or the other. The lawsuits are determining how much money you end up having to pay when you leave. And so you can announce your intention while the lawsuits and and the court cases are still going on. And so I believe that that will happen uh, before August, maybe right before the deadline, maybe um, you know, coming out of summer, I don't know. I don't have a great date on that. But but I think that'll happen. I don't think the one has to be wrapped up before the other. I think it's pretty, you know, obvious that they're going to announce, hey, we're out of here, and then, okay, well, what do, you, what do you owe us? Well, the courts will decide that, right? Like, we'll, we'll figure that out. We'll, we'll let the courts decide that, which is essentially what the lawsuit is right now. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if this thing was all the way done, like if Florida State and the ACC had settled before that anyway because um, you know they're discussing this behind the scenes and so that wouldn't shock me and I think if it goes to totality like if it goes to court it goes to trial we go through which I don't think it does after speaking with some attorneys I don't think in either side wants this in actual court uh, I think that would probably be like you know a year for you know like a, you know maybe like 12 14 months from now would would kind of be like okay that's when a judge would actually decide it. So, you know, like next summer-ish, you know, sometime like that, which, if you know, if they hadn't announced their intention to leave, then, you know, you, you'd play the ACC, you know, play one more season in the ACC and then been out. So really long answer to say I expect it sometime before August. URC, which he's in Incline Village, Nevada, says, Bill, ask TJ if Herbie should fear for his safety in Ireland. Um, no, I don't think so. (laughs) Maybe, uh, maybe, uh, you know, he's certainly going to get some jazz, you know, some, some, some jeers and some, uh, people cackling at him, but I, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't know about his safety. Depends on how many, uh, depends on how many, uh, Guinnesses Jim and Jupiter gets in him is probably is the best answer to that. If, if Jim gets a few too many, um, Guinnesses, then he better watch out. But otherwise I think he'll be fine. You know what? Just to be nice, if I happened to be there and I saw Herbie, I'd buy him a pint. I would. I'd be. I'd. I'd olive branch him right there. I would. You know Just what I nice... would like to do? I would like to interview him and like straight up, like not give him a hard time, not cuss him out. But like the thing is that I think that you know Herbie has like tried to like kind of dance around some things and like guys, I wanted this, but like nobody's really like asked him on like, hey, why were you petitioning for you know Florida State to be left out like before Jordan even got hurt? And then, like, that's been brought up to you several times, and you've never really addressed it. So, like, can you just address that now? And if he, 
you know, the big thing to me is, like, they were petitioning for Florida State to get left out, like, before Travis got hurt. And that's fine, right? Like, if you didn't think Florida State was one of the best teams. But then when Florida State got left out, they said, see, he got hurt. Like, we can't put him in. If, if they would have just – if ESPN and all those talking heads would have just said, Jordan getting hurt didn't matter. We just didn't think Florida State was as good. Like, we just – we thought they were not as good of a team, even at full strength. I think they would have – like, Florida State fans would have disagreed with them, but I think it would have just been over there. It would be like, oh, okay, well, you think we suck? Like, okay, that's a good – that's a – that's a good reason to leave somebody out. You don't think they're as good. But the, the, the problem with ESPN was they pivoted. Once they had the excuse of Jordan's injury, then they said, like, oh. So, to me, that's what I would just want to ask Kirk is, like, why did you, you – you, you had a take, and it wasn't a popular take, and then you pivoted once he got hurt, and you, you weren't a man. You didn't stand on your take. So, to me, like, that's what – I would just want to ask him that. And then, yeah, we can share beers. I, I really don't have a problem with Kirk. Like, I, we make jokes on social media and all that stuff, but I've always really liked him. I know Florida State fans aren't going to want to hear me say that, but I, I, he, we've, inter- we've interviewed him before on the show. He was great. He spent like an hour with us. He was very gracious with his time. I would certainly drink a beer with Kirk. I'd, I'd, re- I'd certainly give him some jabs, but I, mean, I give my best friends jabs, so yeah, that's just who I am. Perry Mason from the Orange Groves of America, who is a Gator fan, says, ask TJ about Florida State baseball. I'm asking for my buddy Allen in Tampa. A little, little, little shot at Allen there. Man, you know, I've seen some projections. I, I, I am not super deep in FSU baseball. I think they'll be better this year. I think they'll make the postseason tournament, which they missed for the first time in 40-something years last year. But, yeah, I think they'll be better. I think they'll be improved. I've seen some projections that have them, like, in the in the College World Series, which I don't know that I'd go that far. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I think they'll be better this year. I think they'll be improved. The schedule's a little bit easier than it was last year, but, I mean, the ACC's never easy, and then obviously you have to play Florida three times out of conference, too. But the schedule is a little bit easier, I think, this season. Uh, I think they'll be improved. They've gone to the portal a ton and had a really good portal class and a really good recruiting class. And so I think they'll be better. They're, they're, they're kind of on their way back. I think next year would really be the year that you would say, like, oh, Florida State really has a, a great shot at really competing. I think this year is maybe like they're kind of like a year away. Kind of like what Florida State football did like two years ago when they won 10 games. You were like, well, they could be really good, but they weren't really competing for it all. They were just a good team. They went out and won nine games, and then you beat Oklahoma in the bowl, and you're like, wow, that was a pretty good little 10-win season. If Florida State could, you know, host a regional and, and then win that, or, you know, just go to a regional and somehow win that, and then you get to a super, so you're in the last 16, but you're not necessarily going to really compete for the World Series, but you're like right there at the end, I think it'd be a pretty successful year for the Knowles. I'm not sure what this means, but Sam Dog says, and Sam's in middle Georgia, ask TJ what's the best work he's ever done on Valentine's. Again, I don't really know what that means, but go ahead, TJ. <laughs> As a faithful keep, man of Keep God. it family. Yeah, keep it in the family realm, okay? <laughs> you know, we my anniversary's in two weeks, uh, so all y'all write that down and remember it, uh, March 1st. So we have never done, we've never done like really crazy like val. Like we did better for Valentine's Day when we were dating. Once we got married, we just we didn't want to go fight all the crowds on Valentine's Day. We kind of just lumped it all in with our anniversary, which is just two weeks later on right. March first. And so most Valentine's days, we literally just get takeout sushi from our favorite sushi place and sit on the couch and watch them watch a chick flick together and eat sushi. So we're kind of boring on Valentine's Day. I will say, like, one year when we were dating, we went to the Columbia here in Tampa and got, like, the private room and, you know, like, all the things you do when you impress your – when you're trying to impress your – you know, in your dating and stuff like that. 
But most years, because of our anniversary, we've we've been pretty boring on Valentine's Day uh, because there's no reason to go fight the crowds when we're just going to go out. We're going out in two weeks on March 1st for our anniversary and fighting zero crowds, getting better service, uh, you know, all, all those things. So we, we're, not, we're not great at Valentine's Day. DJ, tell everybody how they can get your content. Yeah, uh, double prize, no small everywhere. Unless you're down in Tampa, then you can go to FSUBaseball.com. <laughs> All right, see you, man. <laughs> see you, bud. Oh, man. Alan just uh, tweeted, no parking pass for TJ after that. It's been pulled. Dave Hooker, speaking of courts, Tennessee's been in court. Dave Hooker up next. Good morning. Starting to really get heavy now in Hermitage on I-40 westbound here at Central Pike coming past OHB. Behind it, you got that traffic being pushed in from Wilson County coming in from Mount Juliet on 40 west again through Hermitage Donaldson. It's crowded now on Vietnam Vets westbound there at Conference Drive through Hendersonville as it continues to build with more volume on 24 west up through the Hickory Hollow area in from Rutherford County. We're keeping an eye on it out there. Princess Hot Chicken is hiring at all their locations. You can order online. It's easy. Princess I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 95% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to hymns.com slash joy. Through hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands at up to 95% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but for 95% less. It's the same medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash joy. That's hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit, H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Oh, beautiful gold rush with your sparkling top prize. You surely are a sight for sore eyes. And jackpot slots with your chance of $75,000 winners. Oh, how I'd take you for a candlelight dinner. Uh, sounds like people are really loving the new February Instant Game from the Tennessee Lottery. Play today for your chance to win up to $5 million only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. 
This is the Greg Fogue and John Burton Show. To me, Lamar looked like he wanted to prove a point. And Instead of just playing the game. Exactly. I did, agree with you 100%. Didn't want to use his legs as much. Wanted yep. to show that he could win this game passing. And like that tip pass that him. he caught three years ago, he would have housed that sucker. Yeah. You're right. I think he, he played to prove a point instead of playing to win the damn game. Greg Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. College sports. Bill King knows a few things. Dave Hooker, off the hook sports, joins us on Thursdays. Dave, Tennessee was back in court earlier in the week. What happened? Uh, essentially, much of nothing, which we kind of expected. So, uh, Tennessee is trying to file an injunction in which they can basically do NIL however they see fit. Um, and they could still lose this case and probably will still win the overall case, which is that NIL uh, can be offered uh, as a recruiting inducement, which is going to happen. Uh, and I think that Tennessee will eventually win this case. Now, if they were to lose this injunction – then it's a small rally for the NCAA, uh, but they've even they've, they've lost they've won one court cases, and I still think lost the battle because you've had judges say eventually you're going to get beat, but it's not going to be in this particular court at this particular hearing. So basically, nothing happened, and even if something did, still think you're going to end up as uh, the the NCAA having virtually no power over college football. Hypothetically, if they won this injunction, then would they immediately be able to basically do anything they want with name image likeness, such as inducements? And, Dave, wouldn't that only cover for the moment Tennessee and Virginia, those states? That's not a nationwide edict, is it, or isn't it? It's not. And here's the issue with the nationwide edict is, um, you know, I visited with Greg Sankey uh, two media days ago, so this would have been 2022, and he, I said, what time frame are we looking at for federal laws across the state? And he said that you got the midterm elections coming up, and then you've got the, the presidential elections. I'm thinking, whoa, you're talking about years. So I think we're years from having a federal mandate. Now, Tennessee has rules in place that actually – hurt them when it comes to NIL. For instance, in Missouri, and I hear South Carolina may pass this same rule, the head football coach, Eli Drinkwitz, can sit in on a meeting with a potential advertiser and the prospect. Well, technically, it's supposed to be covert in in the state of Tennessee. So I'm sure Josh Heupel has no idea who to call at Spire Group uh, in, in Knoxville being sarcastic there. But technically, I mean, if he wanted to cover his rear, he'd have a burner phone uh, because those are the rules in the state of Tennessee. Um, that would not change, is my understanding, no matter what happens in this particular lawsuit. But the idea is to force the NCAA's hand and try to get this taken care of in the individual states 
if not uh, an overall flip federally, which, uh, you know, it, it comes when it comes down to something like that, not to be long-winded, Bill, it's got to be something that politicians believe they're going to get airtime, uh, like the baseball steroid scandal. So are politicians going to get behind this when the NFL is not considered, I'm sorry, when college football is not considered the NFL and not as storied as, as Major League Baseball? I, I don't know, but I don't think the federal government has shown any sign of helping them. So this is why we've gotten to this point. Another hypothetical. And as you're saying, they could very well lose this particular round. Bigger picture, probably not likely. But hypothetically, they win this injunction. Does that change their recruiting to just willy-nilly, uh, crazy spire spending, or does that really not change much? I really believe that what is going to happen with NIL, and nobody knew, is it's going to be spent for retaining more players. Now, I think you're going to be promised even if you're a three-star offensive guard out of uh, Maynardville, Tennessee, you're, you're still going to get some sort of base from Spire. So if you show up for three or four events, you're going to get money. And then I believe that Spire is going to be asked to step up So for some big-time guys. I think the way this is going to evolve is, is really going to work itself out. So I think you'll have kind of a base pay for incoming players, that is somewhat of a recruiting inducement. If you have to grab a Nico or an elite guy, you'll have some extra money. But I believe the money is going to be spent for retaining players and NIL transfers. And I think high school recruiting is going to be the last on the list. If you look at what Tennessee did by keeping Cooper Mays and Keenan Pilly and a number of other players, their money was best spent in retaining players. And you're going to see that in other places. Now, Lane Kiffin's probably never going to go that direction. He wants to spend money and spend splash money, and I think he's going to keep doing that. If I'm building a program, I'm paying for high school prospects. But I think anybody that's been in the school for longer than two or three years and has done a good job at evaluating talent is going to be paying their own guys to stay as opposed to other guys to step in. Explain what it meant the other day when it was reported, and you talked about it, Josh Heupel joins the lawsuit. Yeah, so there, you, you and I could go right now um, and give a statement about this lawsuit. So they right. could say, well, we, it doesn't mean they greet it in court, but he just basically gave a statement, so, to, so did Jackson Lampley at one point, whose dad is a mid-state attorney, uh, and he thought that would be an apt thing to do. I don't think the NCAA was uh, sitting back wondering what Jackson Lampley thought. But anyway, um, you and I can go do that. There's no cross-examination, so it's a little bit weak sauce, in my opinion. I mean, if I can't, if I can't cross you and challenge you on some things, then what does that really mean? Um, so it was, it was neat, but is it going to affect the case? And, one way or another, no. That the only way it could affect the case is if Jackson Lampley and and I almost said Lane Kiffin for some reason. My goodness, uh, Josh Heupel said that this is crazy. You need rules. Uh, this is out of hand. And then maybe you you win some people over to your side. But uh, I don't know that many courts are courts 
are going to take these statements without cross-examination because you just can't challenge them. Dave Hooker off the hook sports is with us. What is the item that's got Tennessee fans occupied other than the lawsuit? Basketball, the, the stretch run here before we get to March or spring football or Tony Vitello? Which, which order there? Oh, wow. Um, I think basketball because you get a big win at Kentucky and then a big loss at Texas A&M. So, you know, I think that that is actually trumping the NCAA thing because Tennessee fans are being told, and I believe rightly so, by people like me that you don't have anything to worry about with the NCAA. I I may be dead wrong a year from now, but I just don't see how. So I think they're starting to get jazzed for basketball, and some inconsistencies are showing in this team. I think Rick Barnes has a habit of, grinding his teams into the ground, which is not where you want to be in March. So I think a team that uh, fans were really excited about could be a Final Four team, and Barnes has just done that once in his career. I think they're now a little concerned that Barnes' coaching is is taking a toll on this basketball team. Very short bench uh, that he's utilizing, even though he's got plenty of players. It's it's been really strange to watch his rotation. Yeah, and this moniker that he's regular season Rick kind of sticks, right? Oh yeah, and it should. I mean, he, you know, he's only made the final four once, um, and that that included uh, having a guy named KD, one of the top three to five players in the history of basketball. So, I mean, that's not. That's not the resume that you want to retire on. Um, two would make a big difference. Obviously, a national championship would put you in another category. If this team's fresh, they can do that. But now you've got to worry about winning games and getting this team fresh. I mean, you could argue that even if it cost you a game or two before March, that maybe it's time for the balls to utilize a little load management. I don't remember, Dave, and Dave Hooker with us off the hook sports, when SEC basketball has been this deep. Hmm. Uh, I don't either. Um, and then you're going to have Texas and Oklahoma join eventually, so it just it should yep. keep getting better. I had an idea that a lot of people thought was crazy when if, the SEC were to expand again, I would take North Carolina and Duke. And I'm aware that one's a pretty good football school and one is eh, trying to stay above water in football. But then, if you took those two teams, you would be the basketball conference and the football conference. Now, the ACC has that long-term contract, but if the SEC ever expands, I I personally personally like that idea. I've been called crazy about it quite a bit. Spring football here, what, less than a month? Uh, yeah, we're getting pretty close. I think the actual spring game is mid-April, so they'll get started at, uh, right about March, mid-March. Now, I saw a story that the spring game will be at Neyland Stadium, but limited seating because of construction, correct? Yes, and they are doing a 
ton of construction over there. I drove through just recently, Bill, and um, it, it, the the stadium is going to look much much different. So, ten thousand to see Nico. Uh, I don't know. Maybe the first time where where tickets are on the uh, the secondary market, garnering a pretty good fee. We'll see. I don't know why this hit me. I guess because you said the word Nico, but don't want to put words in your mouth. It was either last week or the week before when you were here with us. You said that, at least I thought you said, you talked to somebody who supposedly saw the Nico contract, and it was about $2 million a year, correct? Yes, correct. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and here's something crazier, okay? Look at what happened with with Carson back and the amount of money he got when he could have gone to the NFL. It's right. not unreasonable to think that you could get close to NFL money. Um, now, that doesn't mean long-term five-year contract NFL money. And if you're going to be the first pick, you could be crazy not to go. But if there's any indecision about where you might be drafted, I guarantee you if he's half as good as I think he's going to be, that Tennessee would find a way to pony up $5 million a year to get a senior year out of him like Peyton Manning. I have no idea, no doubt in my mind that that would happen. You imagine, and Nico's just, what, 19, whatever his age is. Yes. And so he's not, he has no big picture look at the earth like you and I would. (laughs) Right. But does he understand that in his place in history, he could not have been born at a better time. Think about that. No, no you're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're right. You're right. And, and, and it's because, too, like I said, I mean, you're always going to have to pay a Nico something, but I don't think you're going to pay high school prospects $2 million a year anymore. I just don't think that's going to be the norm. Um, so he got that. Otherwise, had, had he been born just two years later, we might be in a – situation where you have to come at least prove yourself first but no he was literally born perfect time perfect year perfect school to i don't want to say take advantage of he didn't take advantage of them but a perfect situation to reap the benefits and then the perfect offense that fits his skill set how many, I mean, think about it, in the history of college football, how many football players, even under the table, are getting $2 million their freshman year? Zero. There's no way. No way. Yeah, and that and that's <laughs> last year to, to not play despite as much as I, I preached he should. I mean, he, he did, it's one thing if he came in and started right away. Bryce Young played last year when he got paid. Right. Wow. That's... And I guess when you look back, he committed his junior year right. They had that thing done early, and it was there was no drama with his recruitment at all. Uh, no, I knew it was Nico months before he announced it, so there was no drama. They got that sewn up. We thought at the time we'd see these $2 million a year deals <laughs> flying around for high school prospects. But like I said, I mean, I just don't think that's going to be how you hold a team together. I think you go to a guy, and the average – high three, four-star guy, you say, listen, here's the deal. Uh, we got to pay transfers and guys to stay around. If you show up and you play, you're going to get paid. Ask any of the players during your official visit. That's going to happen. But right now, you're going to get a $100,000 base to do three events a month. 
I think that's where it's eventually going to go. You'll have your exceptions, but eventually I think that's how it's going to be divvied out. Then if you have a great freshman year, then you get the two, three, four million dollars a year. I think it's going to play more out like Carson Beck where you bide your time than it does with how it played out with Nico where you just, you get promised eight million dollars minimum. Quick note I want you to comment on. We maybe have a minute. I'm not up there like you are, so I don't see day-to-day what's going on. But he doesn't seem Nico flamboyant. He's, I don't see or hear a lot about him flashing a bunch of expensive stuff. No, if you think wearing pajamas is flamboyant, then he's that because he does that. Some people don't like that. But other than that, he's not flamboyant but uber-confident. You know me, I don't wax poetic. I think he's a a special generational guy in a lot of ways, and mentally his approach to the game would be one of those. Off the Hook Sports, Dave Hooker, each and every Thursday. Appreciate it, sir. Anytime. There he is. Does a fantastic job. J.C. Sherbert in about 40 minutes. Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning. There is a couple of accidents out here right now. Here's what we see. Heavy traffic making its way in from Wilson County uh, through the Mount Juliet area on 40 westbound. Headed up into Hermitage as that traffic starts to slow again. 65 south through Millersville. you got all that heavy traffic down from Robertson County through that section of Sumner County as well there in Millersville. Building up through Brentwood, Franklin on 65 north like it normally does. It's time of the morning. All that traffic coming up from the southern part of Williamson County. Again, all the way up into Brentwood. Hey, Prince's Hot Chicken has you covered for Kate you can check out their menu online at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. We all make resolutions this time of year, and let's face it, most of them won't stick. But here's one that's not only easy to keep, but will help you feel healthier all year long. Navage. Navage provides quick, drug-free nasal relief by washing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. This time of year, when everyone is sick, Navage helps by sucking out germs, bacteria, and viruses trapped in our noses that cause us to feel miserable. And come allergy season, it does the same with dust, pollen, and other allergens. And unlike medications that can take time to help, if they're effective at all, Navage helps treat congestion symptoms in seconds flat, without drugs. This New Year's resolve to use drug-free Navage to help you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier all year long. Ask for Navage at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, or find us online at Navage.com. Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose. Healthy life. 
buyandtow.com. Get cash for junk cars. Do you have a vehicle that's become a problem? You can get cash in your hand today and your vehicle hauled away. They'll buy your vehicle no matter the condition, in your driveway, at your mechanic shop, or even on the side of the road. You can call them at 615-480-6473 or visit buyandtow.com. Get cash in your hand today and your vehicle hauled away. 615-480-6473, buyandtow.com. That's buyandtow.com. It's a Bill King Show. We created a rule decades ago on the show. Weddings, things of that nature, during the playing portion, do not get consideration. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Weddings are meant for the spring. They do not get consideration during the playing portion of the season. That's just the way we work it around here. That's the way we play it around here. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. The Bill King Show, more gravitating than the radio wave emission from a supermassive black hole. Call or text the show now at 615-844-5600. The Bill King Show. No camp up in Chicago on the call text option line, which is 615-844-5600. Bill, think about the insanity. A quarterback that hadn't taken a snap in college is making more money than one of the starting quarterbacks in the Super Bowl and probably more than those backups. If that number is right. And I've been a skeptic of that number, but I here just like Dave, and Dave is right up there now. Dave has a collective. Dave pays players. He's close. Yeah, he's close. If you think about it, there was no drama at all with Nico. There was no wavering. There was no, oh, he's now visiting this other school. Wait a minute. He's now waffling a little bit. It was clean and done. West Coast kid. West Coast kid. And potentially a superstar type player. That's what kind of talent we're talking about. No drama, no wavering, no jumping around, nothing. Also, a All-American volleyballer. He was a travel team All-American volleyball player at 6'6". Got to see the footage of that, him playing. It's, it's crazy. Jim and Jupiter. Bill, tell Dave that Duke brings nothing. He's talking about Dave Hooker saying, why not bring in North Carolina and Duke, and then you can claim you've got the best basketball league too. Jim says, Bill, basketball brings nothing. It's a dying sport at the collegiate level. Brings nothing. End of rant. Uh, I mean, it's it's lost its branding regular season, for sure. I have lost my love of it over the last decades, for sure. It's deteriorated steadily year by year. 
I still watch it. I still have it on. I don't. I don't go passionately into it. I will tell you in the nineties. We went to, I don't know how many SEC basketball tournaments. We went, we, and I'm talking about we took the show there. We did it at the Georgia Dome many years there in the 90s. We did it in New Orleans. In 1996, the SEC basketball tournament was in New Orleans. Two teams from the SEC got in the Final Four that year, Mississippi State and Kentucky. My boy Stansberry was Richard Williams' top assistant on that team before he took over as the head coach. We we took this show, and I loved it. It would be middle of March. We would do the show from Wednesday through about a Saturday, something like that, and loved it. Had so much fun, so much fun. I look forward to it every year, and... It just, it deteriorated. I saw those Nolan Richardson teams of the mid-90s. Incredible basketball teams. Those Kentucky Ricky P teams, Mississippi State teams, etc. LSU. You can go on and on and on. Just absolutely so much fun. And it just lost its, it lost its energy. I'm I'm not sure what all happened, but it did. It did. But I loved it. So many good memories. The 92 SEC basketball tournament, we took the show to Lexington, KY, Rupp Arena. And Chris Lowe, who is one of the top national college football info guys, and he's the one that broke the Nick Saban's retiring story. He's very close with Nick. And I roomed together up there in Lexington, Chris Lowe and I. And um, Trey Dahl, who uh, has started communicating some of the show. Trey's been around a long time. He was an intern with us. He went on that trip with us. Snowed about, seems like two feet. Probably exaggerating, but they shut down the interstate there for about a day. That's how bad it was. Had a blast. Had so much fun. That ended up in the championship that year because Kentucky played Arkansas in the semis and beat them, obviously, high-scoring game. And then it was LSU-Kentucky in the championship game. Lots and lots of fun. Jim and Jupiter. I'm afraid that all this greed is going to end up hurting the game of college football. Meaning less viewers down the road, unlimited transfers, etc. Expanded playoffs, meaningless regular season, two conferences dominating. Well, that is the trajectory right now. <laughs> if you missed hour one this morning, pop in the tape. Many of you do anyways, but if you missed hour one, I take the conversation about the future a couple of additional steps. I try not to go too far with each one of these when we're talking about the future. I added a couple of layers to it this morning, if you missed it. You pop, pop in the tape. 
Hour 1. And if you want the Cliff Notes, eh, slightly long form, but Cliff Notes on a viewing of the future, peer into the future, Hour 1 gets that done for you. If you don't want to know about the future, don't pop in the tape of our one. Refrain. Here's what we see. Slow go traffic on Vietnam Vents westbound. There ain't conference drive all that traffic trying to get through Hendersonville. Same thing on I-40 out of Mount Juliet into Hermitage on 40 West all the way up to the airport. Moving a wreck at Harding Place at Timber Hill Drive as that traffic continues to build up through Brentwood, Franklin on 65 coming up from Williamson County towards Nashville. 24-7 reliable crane and rigging services right here in Middle Tennessee. It's Tomahawk Crane and Rigging. They're online. Check them out at TomahawkCrane.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Hello, I'm Greg Pogue, and welcome to the High Valley Conference Basketball Weekly Spotlight presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office, a division of the Tennessee Department of Safety and Homeland Security. Drunk driving is the ultimate form of unsportsmanlike conduct. The Tennessee Highway Safety Office reminds you that fans don't let fans drive drunk. Just halfway point of the league play, Morehead State remains on top of the men's standings at 9-1, while Western Illinois is one game back at 8-2. UT Martin is in third at 7-3, while four teams are tied at 6-4. Inter- the week, Southern Indiana's Jeremiah Hernandez has made 156 of 189 free throws, most made than any other player in the OVC, and ranked seventh nationally in made free throws. Southern Indiana suffered its first league loss Saturday at Tennessee State, but remains in first place in the women's standings at nine and one. Two games ahead of Little Rock, four teams are tied for third at six and four. The TSU Lady Tigers forced 43 turnovers last week in two wins and ranked. Seventh nationally in forced turnovers per game. UT Martin's Jordan Sears was men's player of the week, while Morehead State's Riley Minix was top newcomer. Freshman of the week was Jalen Crocker Johnson for a sixth time out of Little Rock. UT Martin's Nora Clark and Reagan McCowan at Western Illinois were named both women's co player and co freshman of the week, while TSU's Sanaa St. Andre was top newcomer. For complete information on this year's OVC Basketball Championships presented by United Fidelity Bank, which will be March 6th through the 9th at the Ford Center in Evansville, visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville. Single session tickets are on sale Friday, February 9th. This has been the OVC Basketball Weekly Spotlight presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office, a division of the Tennessee Department of Safety and Homeland Security. If you've been drinking, don't drive. And always remember that fans don't let fans drive drunk. I'm Greg Pogue wishing everybody a great week of OVC basketball you won't believe it until you OVC it it's just a few cocktails at happy hour there aren't any cops around after every game we always have a few it's no big deal it was just a few drinks I'm good hey I can hold my liquor I drink and drive all the time if you put away some drinks put away your keys fans don't let fans drive drunk 
Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office, a division of the Tennessee Department of Safety and Homeland Security. Hi, I'm Test Director Rick from ServPro, the leader in cleaning, restoration, and construction. It's my job to make sure our pros are prepared for anything. Storm damage? Fixed. Flood damage? We're on it. Fire damage? Not anymore. Aliens? What? Aliens? We cleaned those sites a while ago. No matter the disaster, our pros will make it like it never even happened. Find out why ServPro is the number one choice for residential and commercial restoration projects, large and small. Visit ServPro.com today. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. Get in on the Bill King Show. Stacy Sherbert in about thirty five minutes. Right at Buckeye in Texas. Sure, Bill. The recruitment of Nico was clean. No wavering or second thoughts. Well, there was a slight waiver when he took the Spires jet to visit Alabama if you believe that. He says also have a bridge to sell you. I would assume that was done just to make it look objective. If indeed it was done. Totally objective there. Steven in Hawkinsville, Georgia. Bill, with NIL, could a mid-level college basketball team by a trip to the Final Four. Yes. What we need to know, though, is mid-level basketball programs that have the booster muscle to scrape up that kind of money. Now, just because your school doesn't have a significant population doesn't mean you lack sugar daddies. Sugar daddies don't have to only be at Kentucky basketball or Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia football, right? Texas, Tennessee, you name them. Georgia. Ole Miss, apparently, right? A&M. Oklahoma. But it's it's unlikely a combination, though, of, let's say, a veteran team that's been around, good basketball players, but a veteran team, not, not guys that are trying to get out of there early, and name, image, likeness could be a popular formula and is, but could that get you an ultimate championship? Could a mid-major win it? by buying their way in through name, image, likeness. It's very unlikely. Could it happen? Yeah, I'm sure it could. But think about all the programs you'd have to beat along the way. You'd have to be better, and I'm just going to randomly UConn. You'd have to be better than Kansas. Just to name a couple there, right? And then you can pick out any number of other teams that are historic powers. 
Ohio State just fired on Wednesday their basketball coach. Chris Holtman. They owe him 13 million bucks. Did you see where Gene Smith said he regretted the contract extension? He got a contract extension, three years and whatever it was, 13 million. They owe him 13 million for not busting a grape. Yes, they owe him 13 million for getting very little done, if anything. Kevin in Mule Town. Bill, mid-level basketball teams have been going to the Final Four for years without the NIL. George Mason, Butler, FAU. Yeah, I mean, true. I was thinking more. Maybe I took it to another level. I was thinking about ultimately winning it all. And it's it's very unlikely. But, yeah, I mean, there is a scenario where a mid-major has a guy who's got just crazy money, loves his school, and he's willing to pay for it. That could happen, I guess. I got so much money. I love my school. It's a mid-major. I can facilitate on the court the talent you need. Now, would it be good enough to, to ultimately win it all? Probably not, but but as Kevin and Muletown, we've seen this prior to today's environment. Now, now let's also acknowledge college basketball has been a sleazy. I mean, dating back forever. Under the table, money getting passed around, AAU ball, street agents, we talk mostly about football here and cheating and dudes getting paid before name image like this. That's always been a topic. Basketball has been notorious as way sleazier. Way sleazier. With the advent of AAU ball many, many decades ago and all that. And and AAU coaches and street agents being way more influential than the high school coach. Way sleazier. Historically sleazier than college football. And that that ain't changing either. Man, the rumors you hear through the decades dating back to John Wooden and UCLA getting Hollywood money for those players they had winning natty after natty. They had a stretch where they won, what, 10 national championships in about 12 years? Something like that. Crazy. Think that came cheap? That was all just hard work on the basketball court, right? Nothing else. Hour three coming up. Omni Nashville Hotel.